Hello everybody and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine, episode number 18 with Alexander Holland and John Maloney. <laughs> Fire them up, boys. <laughs> I like to just put wrong English into Google and see what it says. I put how long our dinosaurs live for. <laughs> this is giving me lifespans. This is mental. Listen to this. Early estimates of the... That can't be true Di- there's certain dinosaurs that lived for 300 years what yeah this says early estimates of the 300 year lifespan for the largest sauropods were based on comparisons with crocodiles and turtles that's mental i've never heard of any wow conscious agent living for 300 years yeah the um the only animal that i know that lives for anything like that is the greenland shark oh. it's a very slow moving shark that swims in cold waters and they recently Dated one to like three or four hundred years, which is pretty incredible. Wow. And I'd love to just have one as a pet and then bequeath it through the generations. <laughs> like a fucking expensive wristwatch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is my pet Greenland shark. And he's he's been in the family for about 200 years. Do you want to live for 300 years, John? Yeah, I'd like that actually. Um, yeah, you're one of those extend the life. Mm. I mean, what's the alternative? I've got nothing else to be doing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, might as well give it a crack. Um, Immortality. What about you? Would you like to live for a, a few hundred years? I I don't know, actually. Uh, I just wouldn't want to look weird and creepy at a nightclub when I'm 200. <laughs> I guess there'd be nightclubs for Going me. Down. Going, going down to school this week on your 150th birthday. <laughs> I guess there'd be, there'd be like, I guess if you lived for 300 years, yeah, then, then yeah, like 150 would make you sort of, for a man, that would put you in your 40s-ish. Yeah, yeah. So you'd probably, there'd be an equivalent kind of midlife club that you could go to at 150. <laughs> Yeah, and it's true. Be like, just meet people, and on, and, you, and your Tinder profile would say, "I'm 150. I'm <laughs> happy to be with anyone between 100 yeah. and 200." And then people, yeah, they'd be like articles about, "Is it okay for a, for this man who's <laughs> 280 to, to to be dating a 70 year old woman?" <laughs> and this sort of. Yeah, the 280-year-old billionaire. Just people weighing in like, yeah, age is just a number and other people going, I don't know, like when I was 70, I didn't really know what the fuck, (laughs) I didn't really know what was what and I think just there's a bit of a power imbalance. (laughs) Oh, man. Or, yeah, or you'd have your 280-year-old billionaire like marrying (laughs) an 18-year-old and then people going, oh, she's just in it for the money. Yeah. She's got to wait another two, 20 years and then she's just got 250 years of living on a fortune. I feel like that would be a harder age gap to um, to justify with the age is just a number thing. Like to say, <laughs> you know, oh, I really connect with this. Like I've been on earth 
for 280 years mm. and this person's just been on it for 18, but we definitely connect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, and then somebody would say, look, I draw the line at triple figures. I reckon <laughs> like you, <laughs> it might have to be like half your age plus 70 or whatever the, <laughs> whatever the current rule is. <laughs> I was going through my favorite songs of all time recently, just throwing mm-hmm. on things that popped into my head that I love. And mm-hmm. one that came up that comes up very often that I play many, many times a year is Send Me an Angel by Australian band Real Life. Mm-hmm. I discovered Send Me an Angel by Real Life in the early 90s when I watched a film called The Wizard, which mm-hmm. starred star of television program what's called the wonder years oh fred savage and it's essentially an advertisement for the nintendo power glove masquerading as a piece (laughs) of art i remember that now and there is a fantastic montage scene as they're traveling across the u.s to get to california and send me an angel by real life starts playing and i was like what what is this song I want to travel mm. across America to get to the Nintendo tournament in California. Yeah, so I heard it in I heard it in that film and I was like this is a great song. And also just a little aside, there's anyone if you want to see a really good movie, pop down to your local VHS distributor and pick up The Wizard starring Fred Savage and produced I can only assume by the Nintendo Corporation. And there is this fantastic scene in it where they're based, they're, they're trying to just advertise the Power Glove, which if yeah. anybody remembers, the Power Glove was a really I remember clunky, it not working very well. It didn't work well at all. Uh, you'd, put this, <laughs> you'd put this glove on and it was meant to, you could do this, uh, you know, the argument was you could do the same kind of controllers that you could do with a control pad, but you yeah. did it by holding your arm in front of the TV with this, with this very futuristic looking glove on that had all numbers on the, on the glove that went up to your elbow or mm. halfway up. It was cool halfway. looking. Yeah. And there's this fantastic bit in The Wizard where... There's this really cool guy who beats Jimmy. I think is his, Jimmy is Fred Savage's brother, who's who they right. w- realize is a kind of Nintendo savant. And then <laughs> he he battles this guy at one part, and this guy's like super cool and has all the Nintendo games. And he has the power glove. He has the power glove, and he pulls out the power glove out of this like case. Yeah, he puts it on, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this?" And then he wins all the games. He beats Jimmy with the power glove, and, wow. then, he just, and then he just. And then after that, he wins the game. There's kind of the music that suggests it's the sort of tension of the scene is ending. And as it does that, the guy with the power glove just turns to Fred Savage, his brother, just goes, "I love the power glove. It's so bad." <laughs> just. It's so bad. Yeah, he goes, I love the power glove. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Summon angel. Yeah. yeah. Can you give me a bit of background about real life? Are they sort of an Australian new wave band? Yeah. So Send Me an Angel's from 1983 and they mm-hmm. were from they were from Melbourne. And I believe it was produced in 
Europe, or it was produced by a European producer, so it had this really big new wave sound to it. It sounds oh, ultra yeah. European, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, and I always loved it. And I, uh, when I went to uh, when I went to university in uh, two thousand one, was my first year of university, and it was also my first email address. So I was really excited because I could suddenly email people. <laughs> yeah, uh, climbing onto and, that information superhighway. Yeah, and so, so the first thing, the first thing I did, one of the, was I, I I found the websites of um various artists that I like, and if they had an email address, I would just send them an email, send them an email Ooh, <laughs> right now, and <laughs> yeah, and I sent one, and because I, I was a, a sort of budding musician, I yeah. was. This is like pre tons and tons and tons of information being on the internet, and obviously pre social media. Yeah, social media, it's a lot easier to get answers from uh, public figures now. You can just yeah, you can just write to them, and often they'll they'll respond to you. So this is pre all that. So there was just an mm. email address. I didn't know who it was for, and mm-hmm. I sent I just sent an email to the real life web official website, and I don't know who it was. I can't I can't remember. I wonder if it was the lead singer David yeah. Sterry. And they got back to me and answered wow. all the questions, and it was <laughs> made my day because all I was asking was how exciting. How did you like? What's the what drum machine did you use? What yeah. synthesizer? What synthesizer did you use? <laughs> I really love. And they answered all the questions, and oh, that's nice. so I want to give a massive shout out yeah. to everybody in real life. I don't know who responded to my email. Uh, could have been David Sterry. By the way, you should David Sterry. I want to make him a friend of the show. Yeah, I assume that he still lives in Melbourne. David Sterry from Real yeah. Life. Get him on. Let's get him on. David, send me an angel. One of the best songs ever written. I remember. Send me I fell in a David. Love. Send me a Sterry. <laughs> right now. Right now. Ta-da-da. an interesting um start you off with an interesting fact oh please and then i'll move to an experience <laughs> that's, that's that's the the taxonomy isn't it facts and experiences that's the format we'll have to do like a have to do like a facts and experiences facts experiences apologies yeah. corrections <laughs> that's that's a good elevator pitch did you go searching for facts, or did, does this did this appear, or have you just been watching loads of QI? Um, it's just something that occurred that that I came across during the week, which I wasn't aware of, and I'll just share it with you. Plaza. It's a bit of a did you know? Okay, and, and it's for our listeners as well. Did you know? Um, it's taken from the Wikipedia page on astrology and science. Okay, and it says. Astrology consists of a number of belief systems that hold that there is a relationship between astronomical phenomena and events or descriptions of personality in the human world. So far, so good. I think that's relatively familiar 
mm-hmm. to most of us, particularly recent times. There's a lot of particularly Leos, particularly Leos. Um, <laughs> uh, but here's where it, where it gets interesting. Astrology has been rejected by the scientific community as having no explanatory power for describing the universe. Scientific testing has found no evidence to support the premises or purported effects outlined in astrological traditions. Where astrology has made falsifiable predictions, it has been falsified. Goes on to describe various well-known efforts to try and prove uh, the predictive power of astrology, all of which failed. Astrology has not demonstrated its effectiveness in controlled studies and has no scientific validity and is thus regarded as a pseudoscience. There is no proposed mechanism of action by which the positions or motions of stars and planets could affect people and events on Earth in the way astrologers say they do that does not contradict well-understood and basic aspects of biology and physics. So I just thought that was interesting. (laughs) Uh, did 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 you know that astrology, it just is complete, Toss. It's got no value. That was, that was all. That was all news to me because I've been. Yeah. Because I have Instagram and I have Instagram. Yeah, exactly. I have Instagram stories, and uh, <laughs> so I think Instagram stories are going to have something to say about that. various kind of influential commentators that I've been looking at. Uh, seem to have somehow overlooked that. I would have thought blindingly obvious fact. Um, <laughs> Astrology has no merit. That sounds like a hateful Wikipedia article that needs to be edited, John, <laughs> yeah, that you've read. It does. It does. Uh, yeah, the sooner we start burning books, the better, I guess. The other thing that I was thinking about, which we have discussed but not on the show just yet, is the possibility of new and exciting emojis. Um, oh, yeah. Did you think of some? I did, yeah. You asked okay, that's me, good. You asked me <laughs> off air, have a think about what emojis you would create if you had the chance. And then, yeah. Well, the, way, the way this went was I, I was sitting in a park in Berlin and – I wanted to send you I sent I wanted to send you an emoji of a shoot like out that would come out the back of a cement truck uh-huh. to get this to get the cement out and I thought oh that's so funny you know that's a emoji that doesn't exist so what would not it be funny I'll like say a, to John like where the cement comes out of the back of the truck yeah, and in a previous yeah. episode, we mentioned a shoot that we'd use to get Subway cookies into the back of my car. <laughs> and I love I love the idea of a shoot because it tends to just suggest, like, excess, you know, because you're just, like, yeah. pouring some massive amount of something down this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Do so it, I was in anything a... Anything involving, a, like, something that should only be in limited qualities being yeah, exactly. dispensed by a shoot. shoot. <laughs> yeah, and there's a Shins album that I love called Shoots Too Narrow. Ah. So a lot of shoots floating around me in, in my life. And so I thought <laughs> I sent I sent something ridiculous to you. It was something like, 
I can't remember what it was, but it was like I was going to feed you something through a shoot. And then I wanted to send like an emoji of like a shoot and then an emoji of a mouth. And I thought, <laughs> I thought this is so funny because the shoot doesn't exist. So I'll say yeah. to John, let's come up with emojis that don't exist. And then like, I sent that to you. And then about a couple of days later, I thought, oh, I yeah. better come up with some interesting emojis that don't exist. I couldn't come up with any. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shoot was the one. Yeah. Most of the shoot's, other ones exist now. Shoot's good. Um, you've thought of some. You've done a well, better job yeah, than I me. Went, I went away and had a think, and I thought, because I think you told me to come up with my top three. Um, I think the one that I liked that I would actually use um, and would be quite sort of relatable to, you know, like if I were to use it, my friends, people that know me would know what I meant. Would right. be Would be the kind of image of Sisyphus pushing a rock up the hill. So for those, I don't know if that needs any explanation, but in case it does, there's a, there's a kind of classical myth, uh, that the, that, um, the, the upshot of which is that Sisyphus offended the gods. He was banished and, or he was subjected to punishment in the afterlife, which consisted of him, uh, being forced to push a boulder up a hill every day and then it would just roll back down so that he would have to do the same thing the next day. And it's, you know, it's quite a popular symbol in like, well, uh, Camus wrote a book called The Myth of Sisyphus, to, which is all about, you know, the the kind of repetition and futility of existence and absurdity of life and so on. So it's uh, it's it's an image that I sometimes think about and I think you could apply it, you know, like if you were like, if you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just at work. Sisyphus emoji. <laughs> or like, um, or like, or ironically, you'd be like, you know, TJF Sisyphus emoji. Um, or, you know, just kind of, uh, Merry Christmas Sisyphus emoji. Just to, just to kind of give it, give things a bit of a dark edge. Yeah, um, arguing arguing with the wife again, Sisyphus emoji. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, so there's that one. The other one was just a straightforward image of of the kind of a standard emoji um man or woman lying in a pool of blood. I think that would be quite good. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there's very there's no violence, I don't think, in the in the kind no, of classic right. emoji even, set. Yeah, they even removed the gun. They replaced mm. it with a water pistol. Mm. Yeah, and I think there used to be sort of a punching thing. I don't know, maybe not, but but they've removed any trace of violence. But I just would, would like. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> you do that? I don't know. Probably, probably in combination with the Sisyphus emoji. Just like you know, um, my boss is, has just told me he needs something by five, so I'll be a bit late. Pool of blood. Something, something's gone horribly wrong, and I, I really need your advice. <laughs> Dead person. <laughs> Dead person yeah. in a pool of blood emoji. E- eggplant peach. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, the one, the ones that I just came up with were just the most obvious ones, which that don't exist, which is all just nudity. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. And then I, then I was just giggling to myself, thinking that I wanted, like, a, I wanted a penis, but I wanted it at various angles. <laughs> So I wanted like <laughs> I wanted fully flaccid penis, and then I wanted like yeah forty five degree penis. And yeah, wanted, you could be like, 
oh, that girl's just invited me back to hers, semi. Yeah. Yeah, you could, <laughs> yeah well, the, you could use the semi also for something. You could be like, oh, um, oh like so-and-so, oh, my favourite my favorite football player, like just kick 10 goals, semi. You know, like, <laughs> or you could use it for like food that you oh, I just had the most delicious <laughs> yeah. pasta dish at this restaurant, Sammy. <laughs> just ordered some loaded fries, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> just ordered loaded fries. <laughs> Sammy erection emoji. And then what I love as well is that of course <laughs> of course they would have to do them in like every shade of human that's available. <laughs> so there'd be like seven thousand semis from <laughs> from my complexion. Yeah. Right up, right up to the darkest person on earth. Yeah. Um, so I reckon the semi has quite a lot of value. 